This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 746, Comic Talk. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 746. It's a random comic talk episode. Uh, this episode is actually coming out while I am uh, away on a cruise somewhere um, in the U.S. Virgin Islands or the British Virgin Islands or uh, Puerto Rico. So I'm somewhere um, at sea. Uh, but I still wanted an episode to come out while I was gone. So our last non-reviews episode was the fantastic two-hour conversation with uh, Ron Friends talking about A Next. But this episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm recording it just before I leave, so I thought I'd have a record a quick missive. Um, and actually, I was trying to think of like, what to talk about, and I kind of thought about you know the the differing. Uh, ways in which kind of my relationship with Marvel Collector Editions has changed throughout the years. When I first started buying trade paperbacks, I think they were pretty much exclusively DC for the most part, mainly because I was buying so much Marvel. And at the time, which now I laugh back at myself, but I wasn't buying trades of stuff I already bought in singles. It just seems stupid. Now I'm like, I want all the trades. I want everything on this beautiful you know bookshelf, and it's better than just having the old singles anymore. And obviously, uh, you know, the times have changed. So I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about how, you know, uh, when the Essentials line was first coming out, like, I was never really into the Essentials. Uh, it was cool that I got so much content, I definitely liked that. It was for a budget price, but black and white didn't really interest me in the same way. And I think I only ever really, I think, had a few uh, Essentials books. I think I had the Daredevil ones. I only had a few volumes. Um, at some point, I got some X-Men ones that were given to me by a friend. I remember buying a bunch of the uh, the Showcase editions from DC, which are their version of the Essentials, and I had, like, the world's finest uh, I think volume one and I had like the three volumes of the flash and that felt like stuff like you weren't going to get otherwise or it was super expensive to get otherwise um, which now again you finally have kind of more budget versions uh, that DC has released of, the, of that material but at the time there was no way to do that um, so I mean that's a lot of where kind of my collected editions of Marvel I wasn't really buying that many and then so I, w- I was thinking about that and I was thinking about I like to go sometimes to just the Wikipedia page on Marvel epic collections Um and when I go there, they kind of have two major sections there. They, they sort it through Ultimate Collections or Completes and uh, the Epic Collections and Complete Epics. Um, and it kind of made me think of, well, what were, what were the first books of those lines that I first kind of bought? And so the first chronologically that's even listed on, on Wikipedia for the Complete Epics, uh, which is kind of a, a, a sub kind of title that was on the books, um, was the X-Men Age of Apocalypse. And I'm not sure if I... I don't think I bought it when it first came out, because I'm looking at it, and there are four volumes that came out April, May, August, and November 2006, which is crazy. That's 14 years ago now. Um, and I feel like I didn't buy them right away, but I feel like I didn't wait that long either. Uh, I definitely remember, I think, as they were coming out, buying the X-Men, the Complete... Um, you know, onslaught epic, and there was four volumes of that, and those started coming out. And th- again, this kind of blew my mind because I'm like, it does not feel that long. But uh, they started coming out December 2007, June 2008, August 2008, and January 2009 were the complete onslaught. And I bought them all as they were coming out. Um, you know, I was not, I was not he- hesitating in the least. I was pre-ordering those, and that kind of blew my mind too because I was like, well. When did I, you know, I was looking through my Amazon order list as, as prep, and I was looking at, okay, the complete Onslaught Epic. All right, I, I ordered it in December 1st, 2008, came out in 2009. $20? I mean, I know the, Canadian, you know the Canadian dollar 
briefly was, you know, like everything was cheaper and the discounts used to be better on Amazon, but I forget sometimes how crazy they are. Cause like, I remember there was a time when I used to be able to get Epic collections and the Canadian Amazon for like 25 bucks. And now they're like $42 or sometimes like almost 50. Everything kind of usually lists first at 52 and then goes down. So seeing that, that's why it's hard for me sometimes to buy some of these collected editions, just because I have that memory of when they were cheaper. It's kind of like I have a problem buying a, a lot of things when they're on a Comixology sale, because those sales used to be so good. Um, used to get collected editions for super cheap, and then at some point they just started raising the price, and they're still a good deal, but if you lived in a time when you were used to paying so much less, it's really hard to look at it. Um, which is it, just kind of crazy, obviously, you know, things change. Um Going forward, uh, what else uh, was after that? So these these complete epics. Now the one that really changed the game for me, and I remember like every t- I, I was salivating for every issue uh, was the uh, the Clone Saga, the the complete Clone Saga epics, which are kind of known as the unofficial stopping point of where the regular epic collections for Amazing Spider-Man are gonna are gonna go up to. Um, and those started being published ten years ago, and I remember being so excited when they were coming out and looking at it now like they actually came out really quickly like between the clone saga epics and the ben riley um, saga epics there's 11 volumes and they came out between the volume one of the clone saga was march 2010 and then you had november 2012 was when the ben riley epic uh came out so that's like just under three years for like 11 volumes like that's actually a pretty impressive clip and then the last of these kind of complete epics uh, was the Alien Costume Saga, which um, I actually don't know if I've ever read all of them. Um, I got those volumes. Uh, I think one of them was a gift, and then the other one was like, well, I got the got the first one as a gift. I, bought a, I have to buy the second one um, and enjoying it. But now I'm like, I don't know if I've actually really read them because I'd read all of the Amazing Spider-Man material. I feel like maybe I haven't read this, the, the spec stuff or even the Marvel team-up stuff. So I feel like that's maybe something I should go back to uh, soon. Hell, maybe I should even take that with me on vacation. Um, so there aren't a lot of those, um, but, uh, you know, I actually, now that I think about it, I own every single one of these complete epics, uh, that are on this list. I mean, uh, they really just break down to what, like four different lines, the age of apocalypse onslaught clone saga, Ben Riley and alien costume. So sorry, that's five. Um, now when I look at the ultimate collection slash complete collections, that's the one where I'm like, I, I didn't really jump on for a long time. Like they... I feel like I used to be at our a BMV, which was uh, in, in Toronto, a used bookstore, a very popular one with great usual collection of uh, trade paperbacks, etc. And like I think for years, I put off buying new X-Men. Um, and then eventually I bought it in omnibus format when I think it was reprinted the first time. Um, because, you know, Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Marvel Team-Up, and Ultimate Spider-Man, you know, in 2006, 2007, those were the Ultimate Collections that came out. Um, and again, these were this was kind of a novel concept because these weren't six-issue trades. These were like beefy 12-issue trades. Um, you know, they had like 300-plus issues. And that was really something at the time. Um, so I look back at like at the original list, and again, you have the Ultimate books are the ones that first had these collections. I actually finally bought Ultimate X-Men uh, Complete Collection Volume 2 only because it was at our Dollarama for $4. And I was like, what the hell is going on? This is a lot of content. I don't have Volume 1, but which is better. But um, yeah, it was just crazy to be able to pick that up for 4 bucks. So New X-Men came after that. Now we're into 2008. You had Wolverine Enemy of the State collecting you know the, the full uh, storyline because previously it had been released in two separate volumes. Uh, one with the first, what, six issues, the one with the, the second six. Uh, New X-Men, as I said, Exiles, uh, which I do own. 
uh, Exiles number one to nineteen are included in it. It's originally was branded as an ultimate collection, but it has been since been rebranded as a complete collection, which uh, kind of bugs the uh, you know. That, that part of me that does, likes spines. That being said, I never bought any of the others. I think someone else had Exiles Volume 1, and they gifted it to me, and I very much appreciated it. Uh, but I, And I never really was able to take the plunge by the rest, which I was meant to. And then they changed the binding, and now it's the complete collection instead of ultimate collection, and that kind of drives me crazy more than it should. Alias was another one that I really sat on for a long time, and then eventually just bought the Omnibus. I think, again, during a reprinting of that one, because that was one of the earlier Omnibuses. Um... I'm just kind of going in the old release order. I'm not going to go through all of them because there's been hundreds now. I'm just kind of talking about the, the first formative years when, you know, right now, the first one was published in March 2006. We're like 10, 12 volumes in and we're up to 2009. Like, they were not coming out that quickly yet. Uh, although I think 2009 is maybe when they started to come out a little bit more frequently. Um, I had The Amazing Spider-Man by JMS. I sat on that for so long. I don't know why. And when I finally bought it, volume 5 was a goner. You could not get it anywhere. Incidentally, about 20 minutes before I started recording this episode um, I won an auction for that volume for $10 on eBay I don't know what happened, I don't know if no one else knew the listing was there, actually as at the time I record this, which will be in the past by the time this episode comes out I'm actually on two other auctions that I bid on already, assuming I wouldn't get this one for $10. And so there's possibility that within a week, uh, I will have three copies of this heretofore, you know, whale of a book. Um, the only problem is getting it to Canada because the guy doesn't want to ship it to Canada. So I have to have a, a good friend uh, have it sent to him so that I can have him send it to me uh, so I can enjoy the the Amazing Spider-Man by JMS Volume 5. But uh, the first volume came out uh, July 2009, so 11 years ago. Uh, and again, it was mostly like at this time, kind of the usual suspects. I, actually, I would say that Alias and Exiles were kind of the outliers uh, because the other ones were all like, you know, New X Men, which was a hugely popular and influential book. Uh, Amazing Spider Man JMS was again huge. Uh, Ultimate, all the Ultimate books, obviously. Uh, then you have something weird like Mini Marvels, which I remember buying in January 2010, the uh, complete collection, which had everything that had been released up until that point, which was awesome. I was so happy to have it all in one spot. And uh, I had the original two trades that were digest size, which I've now given to my son and he has dog-eared the crap out of them read them so much i've fallen asleep reading to them uh so but i have my proper ultimate collection which is a little bit bigger than the original digest but still not proper size but it's just awesome to have all that material there uh, you had alias you had uh one of the ones i think i actually probably would have first bought out of all the ones i've listed so far besides mini marvels um which i would say is a little bit different because it's a done in one volume the first real series of complete collections i think i ever bought was deadpool and cable which again bothers me because it's collecting cable and deadpool but they call it deadpool and cable because guess who was more more popular at that point um not that long after and this is like february 2010 there there was like four books being dropped. There was an Alias Volume 2, Deadpool and Cable Volume 1, uh, Next Wave Agents of Hate, Ultimate Iron Man. And then you had Captain America Winter Soldier. And I'm trying to think, do I own that? I don't think I do. I think I have the um, the original trade that came up for that. But that's a, a nice book, too. It does remind me of whenever I look at the listings for something like that, that Captain America 10 is always weirdly omitted. Uh, I know why. Obviously, it was part of House of M, and it has nothing to do with what was going on in the regular book. But it seems a little weird to always have it kind of omitted, like this one book that kind of gets orphaned that if you wanted to have that kind of complete Captain America, I don't even know where you go to read that one. You have to buy like a different book about House of N tie-ins and have that one particular book, I guess. Um, and then you had like Daredevil by Brian Michael, B- Michael, B- Michael Bendis and Alex Malev, which I definitely did buy. Uh, I think that was kind of a, a, a very much a, a sore spot for me for years because I had decided I'm going to buy the omnibuses of Bendis and Believe. And volume one was still up for listing. 
And then I bought it. I bought volume two. Volume two arrived. Volume one was still waiting. And then they were like, oh, we can't get this. And then I was like, what are you talking about? And then I waited for months as they tried to get a copy. And then it was gone. And uh, so I eventually, and at the same time, like when I bought the second volume of Bendis and Anonymous, I also bought the uh, Brewmaker versions. And then it bothered me so much, I eventually just sold them all. I sold those three omnibuses, and I replaced it all with these complete collections instead, partially because they're a little bit easier to read, obviously, on a shelf, uh, but also just because it, it gnawed at me, not having volume one. And obviously, if I had held on to those omnibuses this year, or was it late last year, or early sometime this year, we're finally getting you know, the reprint of that volume. It only took a million years. I think I did the right thing for myself, uh, which was you know getting rid of the, the hardcovers uh, omnibuses when I did, and replacing them with the ultimate collections, so I could actually read uh, that early uh, Bendis uh, and Malev stuff on Daredevil. Uh, then you had like Young Avengers. I remember picking up that. Uh, Ultimates and Ultimates 2. I think those were like late pickups for me, but I eventually ended up getting those as well. Same thing with Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, very late in the game. I think my wife bought me Volume 1 from... Um BMV, and I've never really bought the rest, and part of me wishes I would, but I don't know. I I feel like Ultimate Spider-Man for me was like this book that I was so hugely a fan of at the time, but when I look back on it, I don't feel like I want to read it again, and I don't know why that is. Like, it was so impactful, so huge. You know, when it launched, I think, you know, what was it, 2000? I was 17 years old. Like, it was, it hit me in the sweet spot, and I love that book, and it was just phenomenal, and I really loved it, and then Ultimatum happened, and I just didn't care anymore, and I was done with the Ultimate book, and I never really came back. Um, you know, even when Peter, they killed off Peter, like I just didn't care. Like they had killed my love of what that universe was. Um, so yeah, so it's one of those books where I've never really gone back to read it. Um, I'm looking at, again, the listing, it's a lot of other volumes of things I've already mentioned. Uh, there's Franklin Richards, Son of a Genius, which I kind of regret not picking up just because it is one of those weird, odd things that would only ever happen once or twice. There was two volumes of it, but I feel like that's never coming back again. Uh, there's some weird ones like the Venom by Daniel Wave, which is the Venom from 2003 book from Tsunami. Um, I'm glad they put it all together. I that was never for me. Same thing with Amber Frost. Like they p- took those tsunami books and finally started putting them out in these you know these complete collections. You had the Mystique by Brian K. Vaughan, which made sense. They were trying to kind of capitalize on how huge star Brian K. Vaughan became. Um, one that always bugged me just because they didn't feel big enough was Fantastic Four by Wade and Waringo. I have the original trades for that, and the complete collections are like I think the first volume is 208 pages. The second one's like 160. I'm like no. That's not a complete collection. That's not what this, you know, again, up until this point, they were all pretty big, except for the Franklin Richards books. Those were like 180 to 200 pages. But for the generally speaking, they were always 200 pages plus or 300 pages plus. So suddenly to have these kind of really thin volumes just felt like a weird, like that's not what you do. One I wish I bought was Thunderbolts by Warren Ellis and Mike Dodato. I have the two separate trades, um, but that would have been nice to kind of have the big one. Uh, again, 296 pages, so that's, you know, that's that's 12 issues. That is, you know, that satisfies uh, the idea here. Spider-Man by Mark Millar. I don't think I ever bought that one. That was the Marvel Knights Spider-Man, which I think shows its age more as it gets older. Uh, Thor by Kieran Gillen. There was a time when I really loved Thor, and JMS was writing Thor, and I loved it. And then I really wanted to kind of continue it, but then I really didn't care for Kieran Gillen, and uh, I kind of st- I struggled through Thor for a while, and then but Jason Aaron came on board. I wasn't buying Thor in singles anymore. I was reading my brother-in-law's, and then I would kind of read his books or start getting the complete collections to kind of finish that off. Um, I'm up to 2012. I don't feel the need to really go that much further. Uh, although I will say 
when Astonishing X-Men by Joss Whedon and John Cassidy came out, I had to buy that because I had really missed my chance of getting the omnibus, although that recently came out again. So I had the complete collections for that. And I think that's probably just as well because they're nice 12 issue chunks uh, again. And you get, you know, two full arcs in each one. That's, you know, a great value and just a great way to read the, the books. Uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, such a fantastic read, collecting two different miniseries. I'm just so glad to have that on my shelf. And that brings us up to about 2012. So that's, that's about as far. There's so many now and so many different titles and sublines and uh it's amazing how the complete collections have just taken over like they do everything in these you know these larger complete collections and i'm really glad about it i'm glad that they do these and some of them aren't really i don't know if they're called that but i guess they are the fantastic four heroes return complete collection i think is what it's called so there's a lot of them and then obviously epic collections there's a whole podcast about it the marvel epic collection podcast uh you should definitely check that out i'm on it sometimes uh when we talk about daredevil or uh kind of more modern kind of bronzish uh, spider-man and, and uh on further uh modern than that and i'm, I'm eventually going to be doing a, a sergeant fury episode as well uh although i keep putting off doing it so that one um the first so the first published book was you know iron man the enemy within which i eventually picked up um and i eventually ended up with cosmic adventures and it's always hard for me to remember which one was my first epic collection because i don't really remember um because i know like chronologically if i looked at all the releases like i own as i said that iron man i own the cosmic adventures spider-man one um but i don't know for sure if that's where i started um which is a little crazy that i can't remember uh, but I guess, you know, also there's been so many complete collections at this point. It does look like, I'm just taking a quick look, that the first one, and I think I have talked about this in a recent podcast, was Amazing Spider-Man Epic Collection Ghost of the Past. Uh, this was March 2004. So it's interesting. So they had already brought that the whole series of Epic Collections had launched in 2013, which is crazy. That's, you know, six and a half years ago. And there's so, like, over 100 volumes. It's crazy. Um so I, I waited till Ghost of the Past, which again came out in May. And so I ordered it apparently in March of that year. So I guess it, when it came out in May, I had already pre-ordered it. And then two months later, I had pre-ordered the uh, the Amazing Spider-Man, uh, I guess, Volume 1, which would have come out in September 2014. And then after that, uh, or actually before I would have received it, I did buy the Cosmic Adventures. Um, I guess I, I finally decided it's time. Uh, and I ordered it on August 2nd, 2014. So, you know, it, it had come out, you know, not like nine or ten months earlier, but I finally decided it was time. Um, and then I also bought Round Robin um, around the same time I ordered it, at least. Uh, and then I think I was like, no, I'm in. I'm going to buy these. Spider-Man is going to be my line. And uh, I remember buy, for the Daredevil one, I had actually had ordered it before it was even known as an epic collection uh, when uh, it was uh, Fall from Grace. And I was like, they're doing Fall from Grace. Yeah. And uh, it ended up being a, an epic collection. But again, that was originally not the plan. It wasn't advertised as such. I'm pretty sure even Amazon doesn't show it as in my, in my orders because, again, it wasn't supposed to be that way. I bought a few other epic collections throughout the years that were more, more as gifts. I bought uh, two Moon Knight ones, I believe, for uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Nathan Strzok, who used to be on the Comic Shenanigans podcast in the past. Um, I also bought him, I believe, um, the Wolverine one, the Dying Game, which collected uh, Wolverine 100 because I know that he would uh, have loved that. And otherwise, again, I, I've been sticking to Daredevil and uh, Spider-Man. At some point, I think I was on Amazon. I don't know if it was on Amazon or an eBay lot, but I bought a bunch of the Iron Man ones uh, for a fairly good deal, deciding that I would probably go Bronze Age forward. I don't feel the need to kind of go in Silver Age uh, Iron Man. I just I don't know if it's something I'm really that interested in reading. Uh, so kind of more 
issue 100-ish uh, uh, forward, I, I'm probably going to give a shot. So I'm really enjoying Iron Man. And again, I, I picked up uh, Sergeant Fury because I was like, Curtis, you want to do a podcast about that? And you don't have any, anyone to do it with you yet? I'll do this. And then I started reading it. I'm like, man, this is a slog. Um, anyways, this has been a, a quick kind of comic talk about uh, some of the, the other lines and um, you know my impressions of them, the things I've read in them, uh, some of the things I liked about them, uh, the books I was excited to read. Um, yeah. You know, and I keep putting more on my shelf, and I uh, can't help myself. And for Amazing Spider-Man, again, now that I have, I, I think I've talked about this before, but you know, now that eventually I'll have Amazing Spider-Man, you know, up to uh, the '90s uh, with, with the regular Epic collections, I don't have the complete Clone Saga and Ben Riley epics to at least get through the end of the Clone Saga. Then you have that weird, poorly collected period between the end of the Clone Saga. And uh, oh, I did talk about this in the last episode because uh, I was talking about the next chapter. Uh, but that weird period between that and the next chapter, um, which has never really been well collected, there's been a smattering of trades here and there, which I have owned. Um, and then you have next chapter, and then you have Revenge of the Green Goblin, then you have JMS Volumes 1 to 5, which now I will finally have them all. Uh, then you have... Um, uh, brand new day, then you've got big time, and then it leads you into Superior. So I pretty much have, besides that post clone saga period, I'm actually going to be able to have a complete kind of, you know, eight nine hundred issue run of Amazing Spider-Man in all those trades, which is kind of crazy. Again, we don't have them yet because the epics aren't done yet, but it's kind of one of those things where you know that you're going to get them if you're just patient enough and uh, keep buying them. So, anyways, that is the episode for today. Uh, you can always reach me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate and review the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. Um, the I, the next episode, uh, episode 747, will be after I have come back from vacation. Uh, it'll probably be just a short one talking about one or two books I had a chance to read once I come back. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for listening to this, uh, this kind of rambly episode. I really enjoyed putting it together, and we'll catch you next time. Uh, I wish, should say that in the coming month or two, we hope to uh, have Jed Winnick back on the show talk about the new Hilo. Hope to have Ron Friends back on to talk about the last six issues of A Next. And I also hope to have Andy Runton on, the creator of Owly. So that's what I'm working on and hoping that we're going to get to put together in the next month or two. Uh, thanks again, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. 